This week on the podcast, we're joined by Job for a Cody. He tells us all about Back for Blood. We'll tell hey. you about a scan that you should absolutely avoid. We also discuss the Nexus Mods controversy that is happening right now. All of that and more in this week's episode of the podcast. Roll the intro. Um. Okay, apparently Touch Portal is not doing the thing. Hold on one second. Fuck that intro. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. Green, how you doing, dude? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I uh, officially launched my, my random cup deal yesterday, and I've got some orders in, and I am getting ready for that, but I'm, you know, I'm doing good. I'm streaming regularly now and all that fancy stuff, so yeah. How are you doing, Danny? I am doing fantastic, despite... Uh, getting a flat tire on my way home today, which was a big pain in the ass. Uh, I am doing fantastic. Cannot complain. Cody, welcome back to the show. Yo. How are you doing, dude? Dude, I've been, I've been pretty awesome, you know, just getting right back into Dark Souls 3 a lot. Uh, starting Bloodborne uh, this week, so I'm pretty excited to dive back into that. That's definitely one of my favorite games. Yeah, yeah. So, Cody, for those who don't know you yet... Uh, I know it hasn't been that long since you, your last appearance. Um, who are you? What do you do? Where can people find you? Uh, I am a variety streamer. I play a lot of new games right as they released and a lot of retro games as well. I uh, like to cover um, everything in between, too, as well as indie titles. You can follow me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and all the other social media platforms at Jaffra Cody. And uh, yeah, that pretty much covers it. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Guys, we appreciate you for watching and listening. If this is your first time with us, we hope you enjoy and get a lot of value out of the show. If you guys do get a lot of value out of the show, please leave a like and subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Um, we do have a question of the week every week. This week, our question of the week is, what piece of gear did you grind for the most? What piece of gear did you grind for the most? I can already think of um, at least one. There's at least one the the looting three sword for Minecraft. Getting a looting three sword fucking takes forever. Mm -hmm. Takes so long. If you don't get the if you don't get the good books, if you don't get the good books, it takes you fucking forever. Do you guys do you guys have uh, some some gear that you know you grinded for a lot? Green. Uh, the game Destiny Two is <laughs> uh comes to mind. Uh. There is a, a legendary hand cannon. It's called a pinnacle weapon uh, called the Luna's Howl, um, where you had to do a few things in PvP, uh, co competitive P PvP, so like not just random casual quick play. Uh, you had to like get up to legendary, I think. I, I, can't, I can't remember the thing, but I had to um, essentially get a certain amount of kills with hand cannons, a few other things, and then get up to that point. Um, and this is right around the time when I switched from PS4, or was about to switch from PS4 to PC. Um, so I was still on PS4, but a few of my friends have switched over to PC. So I'm like, hey, Biggs, <clears throat> not to name any names, you want to help me get this? We can go play comp. And uh, I ended up uh, solo grinding it because uh, some individual went uh, over to PC and played with their friend on PC. 
But <laughs> you know, now I'm on PC now, so now I have no friends who play Destiny on PC. So yeah, that's my life. Yeah. Cody, how about you? What's something you grinded uh, for? So I can think of Final Fantasy IX next caliber two. You have to get to I think it's like the third disc in under twelve hours, and it, that's the only only way to get the weapon. And it's the most powerful weapon for Steiner. Um, but outside of that, I think it teaches them like one or two abilities. And outside of that, that's it. Um, but it's definitely, if you're a completionist, which I am, you got to have it. Um, and that was one of the harder ones, I would say. Um, longest grind, though, I mean, easily just grinding some gear on like Dark Souls and some of the odds and chances of it. You could spend hours and days and weeks doing it until it drops. So if you're trying to get like full armor armor sets and stuff, there's been a lot of fashion souls which have taken me like literal hours of just killing until they drop. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna say rip to anyone who is a shiny hunter in Pokemon. I do have to say that it's there is a few ex- there's a few exotic weapons in Destiny that were 100% RNG based. Um, like they only drop during raids, like uh, the Anarchy grenade launcher and. Uh, uh, a thousand voices um, that I still do not have to this day because I my RNG luck is non-existent. So ah, uh, I'm, I'm still upset. I got you. So uh, real quick before we uh, transition into uh, some other stuff, you guys want to know why shit didn't work for me there Did you for a second? To turn on your t- touch portal. No, 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 no. I was on the wrong screen. <laughs> <laughs> Streamer problems 101. Right. <laughs> so uh, real quick, guys, thank you for answering the question of the week. Again, um, if you guys want to answer the question of the week, go on ahead and answer it in the uh, comments down below on this YouTube video, or you can tweet at us. You can tweet at me, at Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. You can also uh, let us know here in the live chat uh, right now. Um, we are going to extend our meme giveaway for one more week. So you guys have one more week on this meme give uh, on this meme comp uh, com- competition meme contest. You can do this. You, you guys got can do this, Danny. Man, I evidently like when that tire pops. <laughs> so did my brain. Um, <laughs> we'll get there one day. It's all right. Yeah. So um, again, this year for our three year giveaway, we're doing a meme contest. If you guys create a meme related to the uh, podcast and use hashtag NTN in the number three. Uh, the creator of our favorite meme will get a $60 gift card to the platform of their choice and runner up will get a free mug from this year's merch lineup. You have one more week next Tuesday. is That's it. We're done. You have one more week, create a meme, use hashtag NTN and the number three to get entered and you can get a, our favorite meme. will get a $60 gift card and the runner up will get a free mug. Um, winner will that's be a lot of V bucks. Yeah, that is a lot of V bucks. Um, and then, uh, we'll do, uh, like a pre-show live next week. We'll do a pre-show and select our favorite meme. Uh, with that, the only other piece of, uh, of, uh, housekeeping that we need to do is if you miss any part of the, uh, show today, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and every podcast is found. Mm. Yeah. So if you miss the show, you guys can catch it there. You know what I missed this week? I missed the Back for Blood beta. I know, and I tried to give you a key that was already used. Oh, it's all right. I feel so bad. Nah, 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 nah. Don't feel bad about it. If you want to make it up for me, you can tell me all about it right now. So Back for Blood 
It's an upcoming multiplayer. It's a first-person shooter, and it's developed by Turtle Rock Studio and uh, published by Warner Brothers. The big thing is, these are the old developers of Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, and it does really capitalize on that feeling. I was, you know, I felt like I was playing Left 4 Dead the entire time, which is really upgraded graphics. Now, a really cool feature that they implemented with this game is the card system, where it'll give you, like, you know, plus 10 to stamina, a little bit of uh, ammunition, um, and various other, you know, benefits. But there also are corruption cards, which are a little bit more difficult. Like, you know, they'll push you back. They'll set you and the team back. And it is pretty team heavy. That was a big thing I found. Like, where Left 4 Dead, where you can go off on your own and really, like, take care of these guys. The Horde in this game really gives you such an intense feeling that I, you almost want to be on like some sort of discord server or voice chat where you could talk with your teammate and like figure out like what you're going to do next. Yeah. So the horde mode shooters haven't been, haven't been like super popular as of late. Um, they, I mean, there, I can think of like, one maybe two other horde mode games that have had any sort of um have had any sort of relevance uh, i'm thinking of uh vermintide is the days first gone. one to come to what's that mm -hmm. days gone is days gone a horde mode shooter yeah yeah technically um, but there's like well, it's not multiplayer single player yeah and the horror mode is kind of like i wouldn't say post game it's, it's like there's only like what 10 major hordes in it and you have to find them yeah like this one like the hordes like it's like horde base i would almost say because like they're anything is going to trigger them it's kind of like when you hit the alarm in left 4 dead 2 but this time you can hit the alarm and then there's like birds if you accidentally startle a bird with a bullet like then it's going to trigger the horde too mm -hmm. so what so, go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna say like as you've seen right there um the the uh special enemies are really close to left 4 dead 2 like right there was what you would consider the boomer um, where he would, you know, puke on you and it gets you covered in the special, you know, vile uh, vomit and then all the zombies come towards you. Mm -hmm. They just don't call it that. Like, this is every bit of Left 4 Dead 3 without the name. And I guess what happened was Valve has a thing with, like, titles having a third in the name. <laughs> so they didn't want to do Left 4 Dead 3. So that's why this happened. Yeah, which has been, like, a long-running running meme. It's like... Oh yeah, no, we're not gonna do a Portal Two or a, a Portal Three. We're not gonna do a Half Life Three. We're not gonna do a, evidently a Left 4 Dead, Three. Um. So, uh, some other, what I what I was getting at with the with the like the lack of horde mode shooters, um. In recent years, is how fresh does this feel? I mean, you're you are really likening this to a Left 4 Dead Three. Does it feel fresh? Or does yeah, it feel would, like a like a corpse? I would say it does have that, you know, that new game feel to it. A big thing for me, though, is, and I don't mean to be that guy, but I have to be almost be that guy. Like, a lot of, like, I guess the immersion, the graphics, the, the finer attention, the detail isn't there for what I'm assuming is going to be every bit of a $60 game. And for me, like, anymore, it, like... As the years go on, like the gameplay, if we're looking at the gameplay, it's very simple. There's nothing super complex about it. So you need to step it up in the graphics area if you're going to be, you know what I mean? Like that's, I, I look at a game either it needs to have a good story, good gameplay, 
for good graphics, you know, and if, if it's basic in one area, it needs to be upped in another area for me to justify like a $60 price tag. And I'm not, you know, obviously I don't get a whole lot of story with these type of games. The story is almost non-existent besides just bare, bare bones, but graphically speaking, it wasn't really what I would want from a game like in 2021. How does it feel mechanically, right? You're just mentioning, um, it, you know, a lot of the enemy types that you're going to see are, are similar to what you've already, what we would see in other horde mode shooters, right? You talked about there's like a boomer. I'm assuming there's a tank. There's probably, mm -hmm. uh, some sort of quick small character that will like, you know, that will probably lunge at you. Is there? Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're like nailing it on the head to hilarious. Um, <laughs> is there one that will that will uh like scream and trigger an entire another part of the horde um so there's like the ogre which is like the tank but it's monstrous this thing is huge uh and then there's something that's similar like to the charger it's a guy with like one huge arm he but he walks slow to you and he grabs you and slams you down and um ah man the there's i'm trying to think of what they have for the jockey there's this thing that sucks you up from the ground that was a little bit different but the bugs always were weird how this thing would suck you up. Um, I don't know. Like, I would say the mechanic, you know, speaking like gameplay wise, it was fun. Like, like I said, even though it's simple, it, it's fun. They really nail what they do. Um, and I'm led to believe there might actually be some sort of battle royale mode coming. Just because if you noticed in uh, earlier part, you could pick up attachments for the guns. Almost like you can in every different like battle royale out there. Um, and it would, I think it would almost be cool to do that where you only have a limited amount of stuff and you essentially have to go through, like, you know what I mean? Like hold a spot until like help comes or something. Um, I don't know. I see potential in that. I heard rumors, but nothing I can really confirm. Yeah. And I, I uh, want to point out, um, Morgan, the fish in our chat here says, um, I can pass on graphics, but it's lacking the proper campaign versus that L4 D2 had. Uh, there's, there's a versus mode in it. Is there? Yeah, um, I didn't get a chance to play it. Uh, maybe Morgan did. Um, but I seen there was a versus. Um, I mainly focused just on like playing the campaign, playing through it. Mm -hmm. I know Killing Floor 2 has a has a versus mode, but not a lot of people. Oh, so he says oh, yeah, versus, yeah. but not campaign versus. So you can't okay, play yeah, through the campaign you. against other players. Um, but yeah, I know like uh, Killing Floor 2 has a versus mode, but not that many people play it. Um, and I was going to ask, uh, right, so a part of the appeal of Killing Floor 2 is a bit of the, is the weapons and some of the more wacky, um, what they call Zeds in there. Um, how are the weapons? Like, what kind of, are we looking at, like, what just feels like standard, um, standard firearms and, like, blunt objects? Or No, I mean, there there's some really awesome guns in here, and I mm -hmm. think the part that they really up the ante compared to the last one was adding attachments like so they have a you know they have the vector in there you could add like different scopes to it like a different stock to it different you know magazine clip to it and I, I thought that was really cool i thought that was something that was you know really nice to see um but like again all the features all the mechanics from what i played it's it's hard for me like i really want to play it but it's hard for me to justify the 60 dollars price tag like i almost feel like if this was like 40 or 50 it would be perfect and maybe I'm maybe I'm being a snob when it comes to to like the graphic part of it, you know. Um, you know, I do got to keep in mind this was just a beta, but I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot more that can change in between the time it's dropping. 
I do know we do have another beta coming up, and that's going to be August 12th until the 16th. So, you know, if you missed it, you got a chance to, to play it again. It'll be coming out a little bit sooner. I think about four days from now. Well, two days from now. Two days, yeah. <laughs> As um, Yeah, it's going to be one of those ones. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to get on the beta. You're not the only person who, who is offered uh, for the beta. So I'm going to try to get on it and try to get some impressions uh, <laughs> to be able to talk about it myself. Um, I know generally speaking, it's been kind of uh the game has been a little polarizing i think there's a lot of people who who love it for the nostalgia of like left for dead and left for dead 2 uh but there's also other people who are kind of they're not happy with it because it just seems to be a a boring rehash from a team that yeah. wants to relive their glory days um Right, because a big part of Valve's development cycle ha when it comes to games has always been what technology can we show off, right? They don't, mm -hmm. they don't develop, Valve has been open about this where they don't develop games unless they have some new technology to show off. And Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, for them, that was like, I think the AI and Horde mode stuff, like how they were able to develop that um, was a big part of why they made those games. And so I wonder how that has affected the development of this game in terms of were they just trying to create were they really just trying to create Left 4 Dead 2 again or you know in this case Left 4 Dead 3 or was there something that they wanted to do differently or create differently So I think I think you're right on the mark again I think this was just a rehash and I could foresee, and I don't know, maybe it hits, you know, other audiences a lot differently. I could foresee this being something where it's a hot ticket for a month or two, and then we see it drop off. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I think, you know, playing the campaign once or twice would be fun, but I don't know, re repeated, like, playthroughs of it. Like, I, I don't know what it is about Left 4 Dead 2, but I played that the other day, and it just felt so good. You know what I mean? And I think that's a, such a hard feeling to replicate. Well, and the, the cool thing about this, I will say, is it's cross-play, so you can play with everybody on every platform, you know, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox. I thought that was really cool, and I think that's something we need to see more of in games that are, that are a multiplayer. Oh, so real quick, uh, it looks like I got... I, I said that while I was muted. Basically, what I was mentioning was um, Left 4 Dead 2... Uh, is Back for Blood's biggest competitor. Left 4 Dead 2 is still very accessible. It's very cheap. It works on a variety of on PCs. Uh, when it came out, it was on Xbox and PS3. Um, so Left 4 Dead 2 is very much a part of like the still the conversation here in terms of like what are you going to play? Uh, and I think it's back for uh, I think it is back for blood's biggest competition. I don't think killing floor two or Vermintide um, are are back for blood's biggest competition. I still think it's left for dead two. Sorry, you can uh, continue, Cody. Oh no, that's good. You're good. Um, I don't know. I really, I think those games too. They they have their own nature of genre. Like they could be similar, but I mean they're totally different beast i would say like killing force 2 is like its own like its own type of game i remember when that game first came out dude that game i couldn't put it down and i once again i think that's a game that is able to replicate that replayability that you know back for blood just can't like step to um because i could put some hours into killing force and just if you're playing with the right person or the right friend you could just sink hours into it 
And uh, I don't know, you know, I'm speaking a little too early on this. Like I said, it's still in beta. I haven't had a chance to actually play the game as it came out. So maybe there's some time that it, you know, some time to be told. Yeah. Green, uh, sorry, we've kind of been leaving you out of this conversation here. No, it's, it's okay. I, I, I don't really have any questions about it. I just you, you pretty much hit everything that I had on the head, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts? I mean, this is obviously just at first impressions. I'm going to try to get on it. Uh, I'm going to try to get on it at, on the 12th for sure. You know, <clears throat> I like. I think it's going to be a game that's going to be a hot taker for a little bit, and then it's going to fall off. Um, and I think I really don't know what you could do to, because games like that, you know, like we see it with all the new games coming out. Um, what can you really do to give life to a game like that? Besides, I guess maybe do seasonal stuff. You know, when it's Christmas, make everything like Christmassy and offer you different skins and stuff. Because this game doesn't even offer that, which. I don't know, as small as it is, sometimes grinding for a skin or a weapon skin or a, a character skin, like, it makes it fun. It makes it worth it. Gives it some of that replayability. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think we're going to see, you know, some fun with it, and then it's going to drop off unless some cool DLC, you know, pops out later on. Yeah, I think for me, what would make this, I don't know what they're going to do for mods, but I think adding mod support, map builder, and uh, leaning into speed running are going to be the best options for them. Mm -hmm. um, I know that Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 have mod support. People build maps and stuff for it. Um, so I think that's going to be about what they're going to need to do is offer like map builder. Like, hey, challenge you and your uh, and your friends in this map builder mode. Um, you know, create create these intricate maps with some. Maybe you can like create your own puzzles and stuff like that um and that's probably where a lot of replayability would come from i think they need to probably add that support and also they really would need to le uh lean into speed excuse me they'd probably need to lean into speed running quite a bit as well mm -hmm. and you know create leaderboards and global leaderboards and stuff like that that's where i think they'd probably see the most benefit um anything else i mean i think i pretty much said everything I, I that you know that i felt was of importance to say about it um you know i obviously play it play the open beta before you, you make a choice because i mean what i feel and you know what i perceive might be a lot different than everybody else yeah yeah well with that Let's uh, move on to this next game here. It's uh, No Fs in the Chat, which is an interesting little game that I that I picked up um, a little while ago. It is a short FMV-styled game by Bowtie, made for the Game Maker's Toolkit 2020 Game Jam. The theme was Out of Control. Um, this I picked up on HIO. You can uh, find it for free there. It is really, really short. Um, this is this is one of those ones like if you're looking to kill a couple hours on an afternoon, this would be one where you'd kind of like load up your toy box with. You mm -hmm. know, you get like a collection of like five or six games and and try this out. Um, it is a little bit on the older side for things that I usually review from HIO. It was released uh, July 2020, um, and it hasn't been updated since, 
which I think is a bit of a shame. Um, the game, the game's premise is that you are a moderator for a chat show of a conspiracy streamer named Alice Janet and her show, The Cold Truth. Um, you have to remove spam, unwanted links, ban haters in the chat, uh, and you're measured by how many viewers you have in the chat at the end of the stream. Do you think uh, that's a play on Alex Jones? Kind of, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, very much, and I'll, I'll get into that into that stuff here in a second. Um, I'm not going to show any video uh, because the game is super short enough as it is. Uh, you'd probably see most of the game as I am talking about talking about it here. Um, unfortunately, there is only one scene that you play through, at least in the version that I was able to download. Um, I don't know if there's like if Bo Guy has his own website that he has like a new update on, but the HIO uh, version I was able to get only one scene. Um, there is some replayability where you can kind of compete against yourself in order to get a higher score each time, but that's really about it. Um, you're, you're not going to get any different scenes or anything like that. Um, so some things I like about the game. I love the premise. I think it's unique, fun, offers a lot of creative uh, means of storytelling. I think that's awesome. Um, the writing was great. It sounds just like someone watched too much Alex Jones. It legitimately, it does. <laughs> it's like, if you've ever caught like a little bit of Alex Jones, you'll like, you'll understand exactly what I mean. It's, um, it, it, it reads and sounds like too much from the 8chan and QAnon forums. And, um, I'm a little afraid of how much research Bodai had to do to write that. <laughs> like, hmm, you okay there, guy? Um, the the UI in the game is uh, simple, kind of janky. They put uh, and I, and I and I kind of like that. It adds um, it adds a bit of uh, it adds a bit of authenticity because it feel the the site is called Tremors. And it feels like a new website that someone put up because they got kicked off of like Twitch or YouTube. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make my own streaming site with blackjack and hookers. That's what it. That's what like the website kind of feels like to me. <laughs> um, I mean, what's the what? You know, give me give me that a link. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so some things I think they could do better. And I and I hope they choose to work on this in the future. Some things I'd like to see them add if they do. Um, I think they could add some more tools uh, and give some things that can be uh, expanded on. Um, currently, you just have like a warn, sensor, and ban tool. Um, so you can warn uh, a chatter. You can censor a chatter, like remove whatever they they posted, much like how you know you can here on Twitch, uh, or you can just ban them outright. Um, it would be interesting that highlighted certain users like in yellow, uh, for if they've been warned once, because I'd like go through and I'm like, okay, who have I warned? Who have I warned? And it goes by really, really, really fucking fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think another tool they could add a lot, like I said, like with Twitch, um, using like a slow mode or a followers only mode, like a Twitch chat, that would be interesting and balance that against a decline in viewers. Uh, and in, in effect, that would be, uh, you know, decreasing your score for for however long that you have that on for um i also think that they kind of need to slow the chat down just a little bit and like ramp it up because it, it's like oh hey there's a few people in here and then all of a sudden it's like oh shit there's like 
10,000 people in here and you can barely read the fucking uh, screen. So what's the chat saying during this time? Is it all like, is it different every time you play it? Is it obscene stuff? Is it like, you know, yeah. what, what would you say are some, some examples that, you know, would be PG? Yeah. So like the, it'll be like, um, someone like in the, a lot of the messages get like posted over and over again and be like, uh, your speech is hate speech. Uh, go die in a fire. Um, they'll be posting like links and being like, well, you're wrong here. Like, this is the proof that you're wrong. My, you know, uh, or it'll just be like spam. Like they'll just like be like emotes and shit, like just random mm -hmm. spam. Um, so it's like all sorts of stuff that you have to, that you have to like try to recognize in the moment. Um, it also like a better tutorial because right now, I mean, it was, it's a game jam, so it's, you know, not like a full fledged project. Um, and so I'm just like giving like critiques for if they ever wanted to, uh, carry this project on, um, you know, just like a tutorial. It's like, Hey, like, this is like the kind of spam that we don't want here. Oh, this is a link to our own website. Let's not delete that link. Um, this link is a link to like, a you know, this is like a fact check link that we think is wrong. Right. Stuff like that. If they like gave a tutorial based on that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like, uh. I think they need to do a little bit better job. If, again, if they were to take this project and continue on with it, um, take this, like, kind of ramp things up a little bit more slowly, like, as the levels go on, um, and, and kind of give, like, more tools and introduce more tools as as the as it goes on. Um, another, uh, another critique that I have is Sabina, the actor who plays Alice Janet, uh, did a fine job doing the lines. Um, but I don't think we got the best performance out of her, uh, here. If they were to expand, I would certainly, uh, take a little bit more time to make sure that you guys get really good reads out of her, but she did an excellent job. And I think she would play that character really well, uh, if you were to continue on. Um, so, I mean, those are just like my general critiques. Um, some other things I would love to see if, if they decided to take this game further, um, because this is a really good proof of concept. I think I really like this proof of concept and it's very similar to not for broadcast, which I mean, I fucking love that game. Um, so kind of like going along the lines of, if you guys are going, if Bodai, if you ever see this, which I hope you do, um, <laughs> if you see this, uh, I think uh, branching story options would be really interesting. Give more uh, reason to replay. Um, if more levels were to be introduced, uh, things like new memes or emotes that could pop up uh, and could be influenced by the choices you make would be super fun and interesting. Um, like if you decided to start censoring people posting links about frogs, then people could come into the chat and post frog memes, right? Um, just like real life. <laughs> um, I think adding uh, a rival conspiracy theorist into the mix of some, uh, some sort, um, a la Alex Jones and Bill Cooper, who, uh, maybe could come in and try to steal your viewers. I think that'd be an interesting thing to add in, uh, to future levels. Also, by the way, if you guys don't know the st story of Bill Cooper, look it up. It's fucking wacky. Um, dude. So for people who know who Alex Jones is and know a little bit about his, his early career, they had like this on air feud, uh, where people think Alex Jones is like Alex Jones, like just like walks the walk, I guess. Bill Cooper talked 
or no, I'm sorry. Alex Jones is talk the talk. Bill Cooper fucking walk the walk. The dude died in a shootout with the feds. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he, um, the feds wanted him for like tax evasion or something like that and let him on a high speed chase. And then like he <laughs> decided to pull a gat out and they, <laughs> and they popped him. Um, the drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was back in the 90s. That was uh, Alex Jones, like, first major, like, um, like on-air rival. Like, they would, like, send shots across the bow all the time on the air. Um, I just love how Alex Jones always has, like, there's always videos of him chasing people down the street wanting to beat the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, something I think would be really fun to add would be, like, a debate level which could be like a complete shit show similar to anything louder with Crowder does in his debates. Um, I think that would be like a really fun, like story to, to tell in the game. Um, overall, I really like the concept. I think you guys could do well with some expansion on it. I think it's a really good idea. I love the premise and I would love to see more from this game. I really would. I think if anyone wants to check it out, it's, uh, it's on a trio for free. It, doesn't take anything to run right you can run it on on uh on i would say most pcs like the vast majority of pcs out there could run this game it's an fmv game um yeah i would just love to see more of it that's that's really the reason i i did this review is because i want to see more of it and if i can convince them with this review to do more of it <laughs> i'm gonna count that as a win i'm gonna count that as a win um yeah so that's no Fs in the chat. Would uh, you guys have questions, thoughts, opinions? I, I just like the how you say that it's like it, it feels like a not for broadcast kind of thing. Because uh, that game was super fun. I think it, it, it it's a great idea, a great concept. Uh, so I, I honestly hope they do push into actually making like a full game for this. It would be a, a good time. I'd play it. I'd yeah. Yeah. I. I've never really played games like this before. So, I mean, to someone, you know, to me, I, you know, I could see where it would be fun. I would be a little worried. Like, I don't know. Like, does the chat seem organic? Like, does it seem like it's like legit or does it feel like it's a game? You know what I mean? It feels like it's a game. That is something that they would probably need to work on. Um, like for sure. It, it does need, uh, the, the chat itself needs a little bit of work. Um, how many but, W's in chat? What's that? How many Keck W's in chat? None. Uh, that was that was like the other thing where it was like I didn't really see like that much like memeage or emotes, which I'm like. And again, it's a game jam game, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it was made on a time budget to fit like a specific um, prompt. So. Um, you know, I can't fault them for, like, lacking features at all. I just think this is a good game that, like, I, I like the premise that it can, you know, I want to, I would love to see more of it. And yeah, would yeah. like to offer my my critiques and my opinions on what could be added to it. Um, But, yeah, which also, like, <laughs> it's it's funny. Um, I, I mentioned not for broadcast because those are my most popular videos on YouTube. I have people who are asking me to, like, do more not for broadcast. And, guys, I swear I will do it. I just have to, like make time to do it <laughs> um but yeah i've never played that before either what that what is that game like it so it's another fmv game where um 
you play as an in-studio producer for a uh, local television uh, station, and it, it's very satirical. Um, it's it's also uh, very aware of itself, and the premise of it is the choices you make for the broadcast affect the world around you. Um, so like if you decide to like show this TV commercial over this TV commercial, um, like it'll affect the story and like, okay. uh, it's very, very, very funny. Um, a lot of political satire. Yeah. It's very politically uh, satirical, very politically satirical. It is excellent. It is excellent. Um, which I yeah I love that game I I, I love it uh, and recommend it to anyone, um, even if they're not a big fan of FMV games. Like I've never really played FMV games, uh, until not for broadcast. I want to find more of them. I, I I do find them to be very enjoyable. Um, but yeah, that that's no F's in the chat. Uh, do you guys want to take a quick break? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right, guys. We'll be back in two minutes. Stay right there. Enjoy this new commercial that I put together. It, it only took me about half an hour to make. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this one, this next one is a bit of a PSA. Oh, I will say actually, before we get into, um, uh, before we get into this next story, uh, yeah, quick update for Activision Blizzard. Um, sponsors are pulling out of the Overwatch League. And that's been really the biggest part of the news. Um, Kellogg, Coke, and I want to say an insurance company like Geico or State Farm pulled out. I don't remember which. Um, Good. Let it hurt their wallet. Yeah. Wait, it, yeah, didn't didn't the main guy step down too? The director? Uh, yeah. So the president, J. Allen Brack, yeah. left. Um, their head of HR left. Uh, there's also been a lot of reports coming out that um. Other execs, former execs, knew what was happening, that they were aware of the allegations uh, for years, like Morheim, uh, who feigned, who has been feigning ignorance this entire time. It's like, oh, uh, when I was president there, I didn't know anything mm -hmm. about this, which is like, uh, you sure? Because it sounds like these are problems that they've been having for years. Yeah, um, and I mean, I don't know. People don't step down on the street. I, I'm a firm believer you don't step down unless you're guilty and you might not have done it, but if you knew about it, you're guilty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the, yeah. If you let it happen, right. That's the big thing here. It's like you, a lot of these execs let this behavior happen, right? They didn't, they, they didn't fire people. They didn't, you know, they didn't demote people. They didn't punish people. They didn't, you know, they didn't they they just let it happen and that to me is egregious enough that you know you need to make sure that your workspace that your work environment that your work culture is healthy and safe for everybody and that means taking responsibility and taking ownership over that and mm -hmm. firing people if they need to be fired or taking other uh action right green our degree the uh, only reason I point to Green is because he's an HR professional in a former I, life. I, I, yeah, uh, let's, let's back up there. 
I am a former human resources professional. Okay, former. I'm no longer in that life. Hey, you know, I heard uh, Activision Blizzard has a uh, HR opening. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I, I would love to fire people, but I also don't technically have like the qualifications for like a uh, head HR. Hey, what was uh, that meme where it's like Andrew uh, Como is uh, the new uh, president of uh, Activision Blizzard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw that a post. Today. I saw a post today that said it was like a headline on a TV with the Andrew Como, and it said, "I'm not perverted. I'm just Italian." Yeah, you, and it, <laughs> I don't know. You don't you don't resign or anything unless you're guilty. You know, I don't know. All these guilty people resigning. Yeah. So, uh, guys, this is a PSA, a scam that you need to avoid at all costs. If you've been looking uh, to buy a GPU, like almost everyone. Green, feel 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 to feel free to gloat. Holy cow, I can't speak today. You want you want to gloat? I told right? you so. I told you so. <laughs> it's like two years ago now, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're gonna build a PC, you build it now. <laughs> um. So yeah, if you've been looking to buy a GPU like everyone else, uh, then you may have come across a web store called Quest K W E S T in your hunt. And uh, if you're entertaining the thought of making a purchase on that site, don't fucking don't. Don't do it. Um, some time ago, Omega Threads started an r slash graphics cards uh, began where uh, thousands of users were outlining the shady practices of the website and their unfulfilled orders. Um, I've been seeing reports going back to as far as March 2021. Um, so some of the things that they're doing is uh, delaying and disputing chart. Well, first off, they have a web store where they're saying you can buy GPUs. You place the order and then you never receive it. Um, when you go to dis- uh, d- uh, dispute the charge on your credit card and ask for a charge back, um, Quest will delay disputing until 30 days to make it harder for would-be customers to get their money back. Um, Man. <laughs> one user um, named Menu Bull Fan Club... <clears throat> said, quote, I issued a dispute chargeback with the card issuer I used, Discover, uh, to make my purchase uh, to make my purchase. Yesterday, exactly one month later, Quest challenged my chargeback request, get in touch with Discover and get my provisional credit back. Do your due diligence, people. Good luck, everyone. We can't let them get away with this. Um there's in the it's the whole thread is just documented with with cases like this um they are giving people the runaround they're saying that oh no we were able to get the cards but they're stuck in customs that's why it's late you're gonna get your card um and then they won't then they kind of ghost people for for another 15 to 30 days um and then we'll make the same excuse oh it's stuck in customs we can't get it out uh stuff like that um there's lots of documentation and support going on in the thread. Um, and if you've been a victim of the scam, join the conversation and document your battle there. And uh, good luck. Um, there's a lot of uh, advice going around there. You know, how to get in touch with the, um, your card issuer, how to get the chargebacks, how to fight things. Um, a lot of people are saying it's like if you don't receive a card, if you don't have a, a receipt from like a, a received receipt or a tracking number or anything like that, then you can get your then you should be able to get your money back stuff like that um i've never been involved in a situation like this have either of you guys yeah so um recently 
Um, and I say recently uh, because I, I, I'm not going to put a name out or anything, but about December, I ordered uh, something for my, uh, my keyboard and it was, it was well over a hundred bucks. And so it was through PayPal and I made sure to use the pay for four. So I went through PayPal to finance it. And uh, that's ultimately what saved me. So what happened was they hit me up. They're like, hey, you know, COVID's happened. We, we got to push this back. It was supposed to, I ordered it December last year. It was supposed to come out, I think, like February or March. I was like, okay, understandable. I get it. But then they kept pushing it back every three months. And eventually I was past the six month mark or the 180 days, which for PayPal is went past the point of disputing. And um, so I was like, hey, I need to get this fixed. Like they're like, keep pushing it back. And I think I'm getting the runaround. Um, Cause this was like two months ago, I think is when I actually got it from the point of purchase in December. You know what I mean? And I, they're like, who'd you go through? I was like, I went through you guys and they sent the dispute. And two days later, uh, this company sent me my product. So, I mean, I don't know you, you tell me, you know what I mean? They were trying to tell me that it was going to be another two months and two days later, I got it. Mm. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Don't, so don't ever be able to uh, be afraid to pull. Cause I always try playing the nice guy. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to stress them out too much, but like, I don't know. Sometimes you have to put the gas on a little bit to, to get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this nobody, nobody has uh, been able to verify that anyone has ever received a card. Yeah, yeah. Wild. I haven't like my one thing I'm actually waiting on like, right now. Like I, it's a shipping issue and a logistical issue. Um, I saw on TikTok a uh, um, TikTok account and a store in Texas, I believe Denison, Texas, uh, called Dice and Dragons. I ordered a dwarven mug, and it, it was supposed to come with a free set of metal D and D dice. Um, I've never ordered D and D dice before, or anything like that. Um, I ordered it on June fifth because of a video I saw on TikTok, and um. I still haven't received either the the dice or the mugs, but like I don't think it's like a like actual like scam because he got it's a one man operation for the store in Texas, and he got over I think he said like two hundred orders overnight because of this video on TikTok. So like he doesn't have the supply. To send out that much, so but did he, I'm, I'm still did, waiting. I mean, did he send you a message at all? Yeah, well, I text him like because uh, it said like, you know, there's like a two to four week delay due to COVID, and then he has like a phone number that you can text and like you know to check up on your order. Well, when I text, he sent this like massive novel of a two page text like, hey, this is what's going on. You know, I had two like two hundred plus orders overnight because of one TikTok. It's coming. I'm just waiting for the the supplies to come in. So that's so, cool, though. You know. Yeah. So like, I, it's definitely not a scam. I'm just waiting for that. The only time I've really been scammed was actually like the early days of Amazon, uh, when they, you know, primarily were selling books. I bought in high school. It was like f sophomore year. I ordered a book. I think it was one of the Hunger Game books for my girlfriend at the time, and like. Thanks for ruining yeah. that Amazon. Yeah, it was like six bucks, right? And plus shipping, because at the time they didn't have like prime shipping. So like a few weeks go by where I'm waiting for this book to get to my house. And then the seller cancels the order, right? Um, but they refund me the amount for the book, but not the amount for shipping. So I had to dispute it with Amazon 
because like that was the scam. Like they were trying to keep the shipping money, even though they they didn't go through with the order, and they mm. they got away they they got away with like hundreds of these books, like you know, with the sh- just collecting shipping money. So, um, my biggest thing, the best way to not get scammed on the internet is if something looks shisty or if it's a website you've never used before, always Google like is this company legit on Google? And uh, like, there's, I guarantee there is a Reddit form of like people who've ordered from that website before. Mm-hmm. So I will say, I just got these uh black um, plates because the, the PS5 comes all white and there's no customization at all for it. Well, this company named Dbrand had these uh, special like plates that you can order and they have like little stickers and stuff for the black part. And um, they hit me up. I forgot I ordered them, you know what I mean? And they, they you know, everything's getting hit with delays, but they're like, we're going to send you extra stickers for it as our way of saying sorry. And I love when a company, like, I love when, a, you know, when you were telling us your story and they, they reached out to you to let you know. I love when they will not only reach out and let you know, but then they throw in a little, like, incentive, like, as our way of saying sorry. Like, I think that's always, like, just the perfect touch. Yeah. D brand, I have heard nothing but good things about. I've never purchased from them, but... Uh... They they sponsor a lot of YouTubers. I think, I mean, most notably for me is um, Linus Tech Tips. Um, but other, I've heard other people talk about uh, D brand uh, products, and they've always been rave reviews. I uh, actually just thought of not a product scam, but a Steam scam. That, um, on the face of it, I kind of started. I like fell for it a little bit and then found it to be like, I like maybe a quarter of the way through was really, I am like, Oh, this is, this is fishy. This is like fish sauce fishy. Um, I was playing a game and then I got a message from somebody on my friends list who I don't remember how they ended up on my friends list. They're like, Hey, are you on right now? I'm like, yeah, why? What's up? Like, hey, dude, I'm so sorry. I accident. I was just in a game and I accidentally reported you for cheating. Oh um, yeah, yep. I, you know, you need to talk to this uh, the Steam mod right now. So he's, I'm like, okay, okay. Eh, calm down, dude. Like he was like super urgent. He, you know, through the texts. I'm like, okay, calm down. Like, who's this guy? And so he sent me a link to this guy, and I'm like, this doesn't look like a Steam mod. But I messaged him anyways. I'm like, that's when it started getting fishy. And then, like, the way that, that this dude's like, hey, like, you need to send me this information. You need to send me this information. You need to send me this information. Um, and then, like, he was insistent. He's, you know, after I stopped responding to him after, like, four or five messages, he, like, hey, I'm going to ban your account. I'm going to ban your Steam account. You know, don't fuck with, you know, don't fuck around with this. You, you know, you got reported for cheating. I'm going to ban your Steam account. Um, and then after... I don't know, it was 24 hours, he stopped messaging me. <laughs> Dude, um, I remember this one time, my PayPal, you know how PayPal, you have that two, uh, the two-factor authentication to get your bank to link with it? Yeah. I couldn't get my bank to link with my PayPal, and there's, I, I didn't realize there was no customer support, live customer support that you can call. And so I looked up PayPal customer support, and I called someone, they're like, yeah, you need to buy a $150 like Google activation <laughs> card and, and send us the code and we'll deposit that to your account. I'm like, why? You know, because I didn't know about it at the time. And I'm like, why should I do that? Like, that makes no, just unlock it. Like, I'm giving you the code right now. They're like, no, you need to buy this $150 card. I'm like, 
Oh man, and I almost fell for it because like you know I wanted my PayPal. PayPal is important, and like dude, they are savages online. Yeah, should we? I, I'm gonna leave this out to an open poll because uh, I'd really love to know. This is an idea I've had for an episode. Would anyone be interested in us doing like a common scams episode? Like, I would love to get a guest who who knows about internet scams, who can like really get nitty gritty with us and like talk about common internet scams that people like and how to recognize them and like how to stay safe on the internet. If you guys want to see an episode like that, like let us know in the live chat, tweet at me, leave it in the comments, DM me, whatever. Because I, I go ahead. I was gonna say my grandma got scammed out of like two grand. Oh no! Off, off, of, a, off of a phone call, it was like two different two different phone calls, saying they were like a tech company that was gonna put like antivirus and stuff, and said that they she had a whole bunch of viruses on her on her computer and stuff, uh, and then like sold her like the lifetime package of this like you know essentially spyware on her computer and stuff like that. And I like I had to get her to reverse it. And then there is another one that like a cable company. They said they were the cable company, and that they were installing something on the TV, and that we had to pay them two hundred dollars. Um, and then our bill would go down by fifty dollars for two years. And she like she like I caught her once like doing it. I'm like, hey, give me the phone. And then I told her, hey, don't don't do that they're trying to take your money and then like two days later <laughs> she gets the same fucking phone call and writes a check to mail to the fucking p.o box the same p.o box that they wrote down from them because i led them on like a 20 minute fucking rant on the phone wasting their time my like, grandma you need to go to call the bank void that check right now so yeah, they had Fucking scammers are ruthless. Dude, uh, what what is it? The uh, extended car warranty and then student loan forgiveness are the two most popular phone calls I get. And you could actually, like, if you try to call back nine times out of ten, you won't get it. Like, this number is invalid. This is not a working number. But if you try to call back when there's multiple numbers, one of them will pick up. And you just dial, like, 1122, and that gives you a live operator. And then, so I'll, like, I'll do that. I'll lead them on. And then I'll just start talking shit to him and they get so pissed because they think he got him. And then at the end, you're like, hey, how's it feel to just like suck? And they're like, what? They're like, fuck you, fuck you. I, I had I had a uh, uh, someone tell me to go down <laughs> and eat, eat shit and die. Because uh, uh, what I did was I they're like, I acted like my grandfather. And uh, well, they're like, can I can I talk to Mike? And I'm like, well, I, I mean, Mike's dead. He's been dead for like four years. He's like, oh, okay, who am I sp speaking to? I'm like, Mary. <laughs> so I was pretending to be my grandmother. <laughs> and and then, like, they like must have forgot that I told them my name was Mary. Because, like, can I speak to your wife, please? After I kept, like, writing down. Like, like, hold on, let me write this down. And they're like, I kept messing up the numbers that they were giving me. Like, they, uh... They got so pissed off. They go, Put your wife back on the phone. I'm like, no, no, no. Wait, write this down on a piece of paper. And I spelled out eat shit and die <laughs> on the page. Like, I'm like E-A-T. And they're like, go to hell, you motherfucker. Go to hell, you motherfucker. I'm like, bye. Toodaloo. Have a good rest of your B night. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> I've never gotten to that point. They, um, 
I've always like I've tried like if they call me and I've gotten a live operator like twice um, where I have attempted to like lead them on a little bit, but they see right through me. I can't like evident. I can't lie in person because I have too many tells and evidently I can't lie on the fucking phone. Um, yeah, uh, my favorite lately has been um, I get the uh, there's a legal action being taken against you calls. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I like the Facebook ones. Um, you ever get like the Facebook random ad? Yeah, I know. I get I get the sex bots. It's like yeah. the, the women with just like obnoxiously huge boobs, and you always see your your one to two dumb friends have her added and like all her pictures. <laughs> and it's like, bros, come on! Well, I used to get a lot where they would add me, and then they'd start messaging me, and like, I I used to what I would do. I did it on three separate occasions. I would pretend to be a Batman villain. So like one time I I did it where it's like I'm the Joker. Um, mm. The other one was Two Face. Cause they're like, oh, send me a picture of you, and I'd send them a picture of like fucking Aaron Eckhart as Two Face. <laughs> like I was in an accident. Don't make fun of me. And, and then uh, the other time I did the Penguin, and it was it was a lot, it was a good time. I love the Penguin. Yeah, um, I used to get the the Instagram ones a lot, the the thirst bots. Um, and I would oh, uh, the, the sugar baby ones. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and I and they'd be like, so where are you from? And I'd be like, I'm from Morthal. <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> um, in the uh, in the province of Skyrim, on the continent of Tamriel. <laughs> like there was one that said they were in Chicago, and then like uh, I I told them I, I was outside the Batcave, and <laughs> and I gave them an address to a bar in I think it was Wisconsin that was called the Batcave. And so, like, they're like, "Oh, I can get go there. We can hang out. I just need money for my flight." I'm like, "Yeah, I have to I'd be a little busy. I gotta rob a bank first because I'm a professional bank robber. I, I work at you know." So yeah, it, it was fun. I like so. Those. those are some scams that that we that we've run into. Let's uh, let's get delve into some controversy, huh? Controversial stuff. Controversial stuff. <laughs> um. So this is. I'll be honest. We don't really cover the mods that much on the show, and we probably should. We probably should cover mods more than we do. But uh, one of the most popular mods websites is called Nexus Mods, and I think it would probably be like, probably be by most people considered the premier modding website for. Most games, including Fallout, Skyrim, and The Witcher. Um, and a recent update has made modders a little upset. The amount, uh, the announcement, which we missed in our own coverage, uh, was made at the beginning of July and stated that modders who hosted, their, uh, who hosted their mods on the site would no longer be able to remove them after the fact. Um, this change in policy was made to support a feature the site had been working on since 2019 called collections, which would be a curated list of mods that users could create and share. And at the time they posted on a blog post that said, quote, the project our team is working on has the goal of making modding easier. So the average user can spend less time worrying about mod conflicts and more time playing the modded game. Uh, they went on to explain their reasoning uh, with the implementation of this new feature, why modders wouldn't be able to remove uh, the work from Nexus Mods. 
Quote, our collection system, this, uh, for our collection system, this means that no matter how much care and effort has been made, uh, has been put into curating a collection of dozens or hundreds of mods, as soon as one of one or several files in that collection of dozens or hundreds of mods, um, oh, oops, as soon as one of, uh, one of or several files in that collection are deleted by the mod author, for whatever reason, the collection is essentially and immediately, quote, dead in the water until the curator can replace or remove the particular file. When the announcement was made, modders were given an August 5th deadline to go on uh, through the steps to remove their work from the website so, uh, should they so choose. And some have, including Arthmoor, who is responsible for several Skyrim, Oblivion, and Morrowind mods. Um, he put on his About Me page on uh, the website saying, quote, Here's to hoping that current efforts by several parties to launch sites that honor a, mod's, a mod author's legal right to delete their content take hold and provide some badly needed competition in the space. Uh, so that's really the, the crux of the controversy. Um... Like I said, we don't really talk about mods that much here on the show. I haven't really delved into modding that much. Um, I've, I know I've talked about a few mods, like the Enderall mod for Skyrim, which is like an, an entire overhaul. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's delve into this conversation. And um, I really do want to open up this conversation to the audience here. Uh, do you think modders should be allowed to remove their projects from the website? Go on ahead and let us know in uh in the chat or in the youtube comments i'd really love to hear some opinions on this um but let's go around the horn uh green what do you think i, I can see both sides like I, I definitely get that the the, the idea that the website has because like you know if it's like several creators working on mods back to back like oh, this person added this feature with this mod and then another person built off of that mod to build this feature I can I can see the concept. I just don't think it, it it's feasible to tell mod you know mod creators that they can't take their their creations off the website because um, like you know they they made that you know that is technically their content you know like they're sharing it yes but you know it's something that they created they put their time and effort into so I I get it I see both sides hundred percent um. <clears throat> I will, I, I'll say this. I don't know a whole lot about modding, but from what you said, like how they go into curating these lists and how if someone removes a project, it'll essentially put it dead in the water. I think the right falls on where they choose to upload. Like I can't just go on Facebook and I can't just go on Twitter and say obscene stuff. Like at some point it's going to get moderated. It's going to get taken down um, because that's the, that's the right that Facebook and Twitter has. And I think the same thing applies to this website. They have the right... And they gave the option and they gave you a deadline and steps on how to remove it. So they did the right thing. Um, is it shitty? Yeah. But this modder is looking at taking it to another website, which is ultimately the modder's right as well. You know, he 100% owns that material, but by uploading it to the website, he follows the website's guidelines. Um, and if they say they're going to keep it, they're going to keep it. But in that aspect, he has the opportunity to seek elsewhere to upload it. And I think, you know, I think it works out on both ends. It, it might suck if this is like one of the more popular websites, which it, it definitely sounds like it is, but this could give an opportunity for another platform to be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you guys. I definitely understand the policy, especially if something is a linchpin mod. Um, 
right? Because anyone who's done like any sort of Minecraft modding, I've played some Minecraft mods um, in mod packs, and sometimes there are there are mods that are just building block mods, right? They are the ones that um, really make everything run right. <laughs> Um, and when you remove them, it causes all sorts of problems with other mods. So I understand that. I understand the idea of like, hey, we can't have these things um, just disappear because so much else is built on them. But like you guys said, modders have a right to association and they have a right to choose how to distribute their work, right? That That is essential to any sort of, of content creation or product right is the right to distribute it the way you see fit right and it's and it's a great and it's in a two-way agreement with the platform and the creator right we have i have a two-way agreement with twitch which is i choose to host my content on twitch or to produce my content on twitch uh as well as long as i follow twitch's tos right and with the agreement that twitch offers that I can get paid for my content on Twitch for a variety of ways, right? Same with Nexus mods. Mod creators have a right to to distribute there, and as long as they're following the rules, um, they can distribute there. But where this problem gets sticky is imagine if there was a scandal, like Nexus mods hosting questionable content on the site or allowing questionable content to be on the site. Like, we'll just take Twitch, for example. You guys can think of any number of scandals that have happened on Twitch. Um, and you can imagine, like I said, anything in your own mind and modders no longer wanting to host their content there or be associated with Nexus mods, right? I think that's a very understandable feeling. Um, and in my mind, another part of this is that Nexus Mods is seeing this as a way to retain control over content um, that they have no right over, right? If it gets found out that Nexus Mods didn't do their due diligence and allowed some sort of abusive material or uh, material that can be deemed extremely deviant, right um and modders are like you're not moderating the content here we don't want to be associated with that we don't want people to think that our work is similar to that content and we want to leave nexus mods now has a way to retain that content and say no we're forcing an association with that with you now like you are you are stuck here you cannot remove that content um, and I don't like that idea. I really don't like that idea. It'd be like YouTube after the Elsa gate shit happened being like, yeah, no, YouTubers can't take their videos down. Right. It, it, or, you know, Twitch and name a partner with a scandal and streamers not wanting to be associated with that. Right. <laughs> I like how I can like claim, like I can specifically name one thing for YouTube, but then like twitch just like yeah pick one name one <laughs> name what a partner has to happen on twitch <laughs> yeah i don't know there, there there's a lot on on a uh, youtube though and yeah. uh i I, it, I think it really just depends on what you look for 
you know, if you look for the YouTube drama, you're going to find nothing but pages and pages and pages oh, and yeah. pages and pages of it. It's just, I don't know. Some of these websites just cover the the dumbest shit ever. And I think that's why we see it so often. And a lot of it is targeted towards Twitch drama. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think, though, the difference between YouTube and Twitch is for Twitch, um, they are a lot of the controversy surrounds people who are um, basically officially members of Twitch's staff, or in a, in a sense, like members of Twitch's staff, right? They are partnered. They are in a sense um, endorsed by Twitch, mm -hmm. right? Like th these are people who um, they have, a, they, they're not like YouTubers who, yeah, YouTubers have like, can get some, you know, some YouTube partners can get, you know, ad revenue. Twitch partners, right? the difference between partners and affiliates is much more closely related. So I think that's part of like why when, when shit with Twitch happens, especially when it comes to partners, uh, that's why it blows up more because it, there's a, there's a stronger tie between Twitch partners and Twitch than there is YouTubers and YouTube. Dude. Uh, did you hear that Twitch finally is uh, going to let you know why they banned you? Like yeah. they're going to finally like as when you get banned, they're going to give you an, an exact reasoning why and I think that's cool. I think that's the right move. And I think YouTube is going to have to follow suit. Like, I don't think it's yeah. going to be when. Like, they're going they're going to have to. Yeah. Um. So, uh. <clears throat> so back to Nexus mods. I'm not a modder. I'm not that big into the scene. So I really do want to hear from modders, um, or anyone who's involved in modding, and let me know what they think in the comments. I really would love to hear more about that. Uh, Green, you got something? Oh, okay. I agree. No, you. I'm sorry. You look like you're ready to go. Uh, go for the uh, button there. No, no. I was. I was smelling something, and I am concerned as what what it is. Does <laughs> it smell like burning? Does it smell like fire? No. no. <laughs> well, I mean, it smells like the giggle bush. If you know what I mean. Ah. Um, I didn't know we were neighbors. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's the Nexus mods controversy, guys. Let us know what you think in in the chat. I would be. Uh, really interested to hear about that. Um, and uh, was there anything else that we wanted to talk about? Just how good you look, man. Damn. Oh. Look at you. Yeah. Beautiful. He's still growing out of his imposter phase. Beautiful. <laughs> well, guys, let's go on ahead and wrap up the show. Cody, tell the kind folks out there who you are, what you do, and where people can find you. Uh, I'm Jopper Cody. I'm a variety streamer, bringing the greatest and the latest from retro to current gen streaming. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and so much more at Jopper Cody, and that's totally not rehearsed. Totally not. Greenly, what's coming up on your channel? Um, well, I'm uh, probably going to be playing some Apex. I've been playing a lot of Apex lately. Um, I need to get back into Destiny because some stuff came out this week, uh, some new story content. Um, other than that, I'm not sure, but I, as I said, I do have that, that mug deal up and ready to go. Um, the information for that can be found on my Twitter and, uh, during my stream, if you do exclamation mark mug, it will give you the information as well. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I'm on Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, TikTok content is coming as well. Uh, kind of had a, a gap since the last time I posted because I've been dealing with, you know, uh, household morning and stuff like that. Bereavement. Bere bereavement pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, uh, you can catch all that at Mr. Greenley, uh, and then CTV Mr. Greenley on Instagram because there's 
someone stole my name. So. Yo, so I, I noticed you've been playing Tarkov too. How's uh, how's that been for you? It's it's, it's hell. A kick in the nuts, isn't it? It's just literally like I'm just <laughs> signing up, signing up for a line of people just to kick me in the balls. I'm like age. you get off, you get off like a rough day at work. You're like I'm gonna go have a good time on Tarkov, and you sign yeah. in. You're like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I've I've always t- told people like if I if if I have a big head playing another FPS game, I just go to to Tarkov just to be reminded of how much I suck because like I have a hard time in Tarkov. I just, I love how you lose everything upon death. I, that, that just makes it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's Tarkov's a, a lot of fun. I I haven't played that in a minute. Um, I probably should get back into it because I did spend money on it. I, I got the extra $55. Me thing. too, bro. And yeah, I played it, it like it three times. You it cons you into it. Like, oh, you running out of space in your stash? Well, it's like, yeah. And anytime so, I kill someone, I'm like, I need to take it all. Yeah, so yeah, Tarkov's fun. It's just I gotta I gotta be playing with people for Tarkov mm-hmm. for sure. So like if I if I'm playing um, Tarkov, it's probably gonna be like a nighttime stream, uh, or nighttime in general because that's usually the people I play with Tarkov. For, I need to get uh, the, the, there's a compass you can get in it, and like I'm like still learning the maps and stuff, mm-hmm. but like that would help so much because like yeah, that game literally doesn't it it is like a, the Dark Souls of first person shooter because it doesn't hold your hand at all. Like if anything, it's like the bully at the park teaching you how to swing but beating the shit out of you the whole time yeah the the compass does come in handy so it, it's definitely worth picking up doing that quest line for it so um but yeah i've been i've been playing a lot of apex apex has got it's uh it's it's hands on me because the new season dropped uh what last week uh, last tuesday it's been a whole week now so it's been a lot of fun but yeah nice uh, coming up on my channel, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, Friday night, um, it'll probably be Hunt Showdown, maybe Apex. Not sure. I'll have to let Green decide for me. Um, Saturday night, I actually have to work. Uh, so, kind of depending on how I have to cut some hours, um, maybe Friday night will be like extra long or something. I'm not quite sure. Um, and then Sunday night, probably go back to Metro Exodus. Um, I love that game so much. I, I am enjoying it. I have some critiques though. I w- How I, far are you? Did you beat it or? No, I haven't beaten it yet. Um, I just got out of the uh, Caspian Sea. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's like, I have a feeling it's like a third of the way through. Maybe. Um, oh man. Have you played the other two at all? Yes. You, you said you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so which one did you like the most? So far, I, I'm leaning more towards, um, I'm leaning more towards I'm liking Exodus, but I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. I want to see where the, where the story goes, Mm -hmm. um, and a little bit more with it. Cause I like the way that they expanded, um, some of the mechanics and stuff like that, uh, so yeah, I, I'm very much in the thick of it, still trying to decide. I will say one thing that pisses me off uh, about Metro Exodus is the fact that it's a game that came out in 2019 and there's no fucking borderless windowed mode or, or I can't run it in windowed mode. <laughs> How is that acceptable? I'm sorry, I'm oh, mm. that'll 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 have to wait. Wait for a review. <laughs> you know what? I, I've been thinking about playing again as a uh, Warframe. I've seen a few people. Well, yeah, uh, I guess uh, the Rhino Prime and the Nyx Prime 
uh is out for a limited time it's on my ps5 like the news thing it's like right here oh, really? Really? yeah oh i didn't even realize that no i'm just looking at my my steam and i have warframe downloaded i used to play it on ps4 i kind of mm. want to revisit it because I, I hear it's like a completely different game now so that they keep doing like quality of life updates and stuff like that you know and i love when games do that like uh no man's yeah. sky like <laughs> you know came out the door completely shitty and you know even though a lot of people you know felt really wronged they continued to try to live up to what they promised and i had a lot of respect for that you know what i mean Yeah, like uh, uh, I've been seeing a few people playing, playing Warframe. Um, I might, I might jump back into it. I know there's another game that uh, Biggs put me into that he, he wants me to try out too. So uh, that might might come out soon. It's a battle royale, Soul Calibur esque style game with hmm. ninjas and stuff. So interesting. Um, let's go on ahead and wrap up the show, guys. Thank you very much for watching and listening. We appreciate you guys for taking the time to spend with us every week. Your time is more valuable than anything else, so it means a lot that you spend it with us. If you guys got any value out of the show, uh, help us out by giving us a like and subscribing and uh, retweeting and all that good stuff. Really, the the number one way to help support the show is by telling your friends. Um, don't forget our question of the week this week, which is, what piece of gear did you grind for the most? What piece of gear did you grind for the most? Let us know in the comments of the YouTube channel uh, or the YouTube video and go on ahead and let us know in uh, on, on Twitter. On Twitter. Uh, you can tweet at me <laughs> at Danny K. Um, if you miss any part of the show, you guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you guys uh, don't forget, if you guys want to win a $60 gift card or a mug, Go on ahead and enter the meme contest. All you have to do is make a meme related to the show. Use hashtag NTN and the number three on Twitter to enter. And uh, our favorite meme will win uh, the $60 gift card. So, yeah, that's that's all we got. Anything else, guys? Anything else? $60 is a lot of money. It is. Especially on Steam. Yeah. So... That could be that could be one game, or that could be like twelve 50. games, fifty games. It could be fifty games. Ro roast me, daddy. Roast me. <laughs> I don't care. I want to see all those tasty, tasty memes on on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, that'll do it for this week. Thank you very much for watching and listening. We'll see you guys again next week. Stay cool. Stay safe. Keep fighting the good fight. Goodbye. Later, dude. Love you. I ain't never gonna stop loving you, bitch. Bitch. Ain't never gonna stop. Thanks for listening to the podcast. This year, I'm bringing you guys even more merch featuring a simple black design with our new logo. Get a classic eco tee for $18. Stay warm and cozy with our classic crew neck sweatshirt for $20. And stay cool with our tank tops for only $15. And of course, it wouldn't be a new merch lineup without some mugs. Get our new mug for $10 and brand new to our merch lineup, get a 20 ounce stainless steel tumbler for only $20. Prices subject to Teespring fees plus shipping and handling. For more information, see the link in the episode description.